We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's April 20th, it is 2023. We have a five-game, pretty small slate to talk about here for baseball. I'm joined today by Christy Metzger. You all know her as Creighton 12. Christy, what's happening? Hey, not too much, Stevie. Um, actually, it's uh, been a pretty good day. Had a good, good, really good baseball slate. I ended up... Uh, tying in the fan duel queue today i had the same lineup as someone else so i gotta do a little playoff tomorrow so stacked a lot of the cardinals which a, a lot of people did but uh yeah good slate hopefully we can keep the, keep the good momentum going on and get some good plays for tomorrow yeah it's, it's just one of those things like if you could pick any other slate like <laughs> if, I, I, like congrats i'm glad that you um you're getting to play <laughs> a playoff but could you pick any other slate like give us friday's slate Oh, Let exactly. us play our like tiebreaker oh. on Friday. Um, I mean, we'll get through this slate. Not a lot of pitching, a lot of bats. Um, I mean, I had a good slate too. I had a really good team going that had Scherzer, so I was very oh. tilted. Oh, I'm, I mean... I'm past the tilt now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Rogers was my highest known pitcher. So that him getting hurt kind of stunk. Um, and then, like I said, I had a lot of Scherzer as well. So um, he was on, I had a team at like 190 something with Scherzer. So um, oh, yeah, it would have <laughs> done really well. I think you never know. You never know. He could have went out and got blown up the next inning. So you just got to let it go and move on. Um, I have something in my eye and it's driving me crazy. Uh, but outside of that, everything's great. We got, like I said, nice little five game slate to talk about. And um We'll jump right into it. I mean, we're going to start with the game that I feel like a lot of people are going to want us to talk about anyway. So we got Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We got Weaver against Contreras. This game is currently sitting at a nine total, and the Pirates are a 154 favorite, um, which I find very interesting. Luke Weaver coming off of the IL here. Um, I mean, this is a guy that has shown 
promise, I, I think is the best way to put it here in the past. Um, I mean, talented pitcher from my hometown, actually. Um, is so, he really? yeah, he is. So, um, I mean, I was able to find a little bit of, you know, pitch count stuff from the minors. It's kind of um, tough to find every once in a while, but he threw 140 pitches in his two rehab starts. He threw nine innings, um, had nine strikeouts, allowed one home run, um, but all the advanced numbers look pretty good in those two outings. So the fact that he got, I don't even know what the breakdown was. I would assume it's probably like 60, 80 pitch count wise. Um, I'm assuming that if he's pitching well, he'll go 80 to 85 pitches here. What are your thoughts here on Luke Weaver at 5,900? Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, like you said, he has shown a lot of promise in the past. Um, yeah, like you said, 5,900. Um I probably have more interest in the Pittsburgh bats actually, but you know, if you're looking for value pitching is so tough today that I certainly could see that you could make a case for him. But for me, I probably have more interest in the Pittsburgh side. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a in play for me. I don't know. Like, okay. This pitching slate is atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just say that at like, oh. just start there. Um, and I think Contreras on the other side of this game is going to be pretty popular. So, I, I mean, first game back out of cores for Pittsburgh, they get a ma- they go from like one of the best hitting environments to one of the worst hitting environments in baseball. Um, it's a huge par- ballpark upgrade for Weaver. I mean, if he gets 80 to 85 pitches, gives up a couple runs and strikes out four to six guys, it might be enough today. So, yeah. I mean, I'm tempering my expectations. I always do that when I have guys coming off the IL, a guy that, you know, struggled with some power last season as well. But overall, I mean, he has talent, so um, I don't mind potentially taking some shots here on Weaver at 5,900. So, And I do, like I said, everything that I've read is, I mean, 80 to 85 pitches seems super doable if he's pitching well. And, I mean, that's, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing is his pitch count. Absolutely. All right, Contreras on the other side. I mean, Contreras is not good either. The Reds are just not good. Um, I mean, I think Contreras is going to be – pretty chalky at 6,400 today on DraftKings. Fanduel, I think a lot of people are going to pay up for Singa. Um, but I do think like Contreras is still viable on Fanduel as well. I mean, you're really just kind of worried about two or three guys and this ballpark's a huge downgrade for these maps. So what are your thoughts here on Contreras? Yeah, I, I do have interest in him on, on DraftKings. Like you said, he's just 6,400. Um, there are a couple of bats on the Cincinnati side. Um, that you do have to worry about, but overall, um, you know, I'm willing to take a shot on him and yeah. And I don't even mind him on FanDuel either. Like you said, I, I, th- I think you're right. Most people are going to look at Singa over there, but um, I think he's fine, but on DraftKings, I certainly do have interest and uh, we'll, we'll definitely include him in the mix. Yeah. I mean, both of these pitchers are in play. I mean, this is, <laughs> there's nothing great about either bat like side of the bats but i mean to kind of give everybody an idea like every game has an eight and a half or better total um on the slate so like pitching is not going to be great um we are going to have one or two guys that probably go out and throw solid games and you know you're going to hope that you have those guys and i mean i could see it being either one of these guys but let's talk about cincinnati bats um anything standing out to you here against Contreras? you know if I'm going to play anyone, you know, and maybe just going to, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to stack. Um, 
But, you know, if you're just looking at some different one-off plays, you know, certainly India, he is priced up there. Um, you know, you could take a shot at someone like him. Um, you know, if you're looking more, uh, you know, just for some value and stuff too, you could, you know, you could put Friedel in there, um, Myers. But for, for me, I'm really mostly going to probably just stay away. I mean, in Cincinnati does strike out quite a bit too. So um, I think that's, you know, Contreras certainly has that going for him. So I'll probably stay away. Um, it, I mean, if you do want to take a chance, I'd probably rather stack against him and hope his, hope he's not pitching well. Um, so, yeah, not, not a lot for me. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that he does struggle with is, like, power lefties. And, I mean, Friddle, I would – I don't even know if I'd consider him, like, a power lefty, but he is a guy that tends to hit the ball on the ground more. And Contreras has a 42.5% fly ball rate, so he benefits a little bit from this matchup. Contreras' strikeout rate goes down against left-handed um, hitters as well. So Friddle, Fraley, Vossler, I think, would be the three that I'd be looking at here. But, again, like – one of the reasons that everyone's going to have Contreras or have interest in Contreras is the bats are just not great. Um, so that, that's why it's so tough to say, Hey, let's stack Cincinnati. I could definitely see a mini stack with the three lefties. Um, but I don't, I don't even love that. Like Vossler, he has decent ISO numbers this season, but he's striking out at an insanely high clip. So um, it, it's just, it's a tough situation and the ballpark's not great. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, Pittsburgh bats. I mean, if Weaver's not right, um, I mean, this is a spot we could definitely see. Pittsburgh is a team that is very hit or miss, you know, especially with Cruz outs. Um, they, mm -hmm. they can platoon some of these left-handed bats in. They all strike out at a pretty high clip though. Um, so one of the reasons that I have interest in Weaver is because of the strikeouts. But if Weaver's not right, I think looking at like a three man or a four man, like if you want to do like a four, four or three, five or something, um, I could see using Pittsburgh as like a secondary stack in either one of those scenarios. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I think, like you said, if he, if he's not right, I mean, they certainly have some potential, you know, Brian Reynolds is priced up there, um, but I like him. Um, you've got McCutcheon, you've got Hayes. Um, and then, you know, you've got some cheap value pieces in there too. Castro, Sawinski, if he's in the lineup too. So yeah, I, I certainly don't mind that at all and think there's some think there's some potential to put up some runs for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite bat would be Reynolds and Swazinski. Like those would be the two guys that I'd focus on the most. But, I mean, I'd be trying to find a third piece, like I said, or a fourth piece if you want to do a secondary stack. So, all right. What's up, YouTube? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Wednesday night. See you guys talking over there, hanging out. Thank you. Um, I didn't know. Josh said that Tatis is minimum salary on DraftKings. He is 2K, and he's 4500 on FanDuel. So, they priced him up, and DraftKings has him at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so... Wonderful. I know. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk about that when we get there. But obviously, the talent, <laughs> that price. Thanks for pointing that out, Josh. <laughs> Sounds like Christy already knew it, but I did not. So um, I did not see that. I knew he was playing today. I just didn't know that he was minimum salary on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. So, All right. We got Colorado at Philadelphia. This game has a nine total. The Phillies are a minus 200 favorite here. Felter against Strom. Any interest in Ryan Feltner? I do not. Um, I definitely have interest in, in stacking against him, but no no interest in, in Feltner for me. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Um, 
no real interest in this spot for for me. Yeah. Bat Strom on the other side. I mean, the highest pitch count we've seen him is at 67. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that is. I think that's the biggest concern that everyone's going to have here is just pitch count. Um, they've been very careful with him to start the season and. I mean, going into the third inning the other night, he cut his thumb or something. Um, I think they they wanted him to go more in that game. So do you have any interest here in Matt Strom? I know. I, I was kind of looking the same thing. Um, that, that part is worrisome. Um, his pitch count is a little bit worrisome too. So uh, he's 7K. So, you know, I mean, I guess you – you could throw him in there and, you know, just hope that he gets a few strikeouts and, and gets you enough points to get by. Um, I don't think it's the worst play in the world. Um, you know, he's put up a couple of good outings, you know, against Miami and even the Yankees, 24 or, uh, DK points and 13.8 DK points. So, yeah, I don't think it's the worst play in the world, especially against Colorado away from Coors Field. Um, probably not my first choice for, for cheaper pitchers, but I think there'll be a lot of these guys that we don't feel comfortable with, but they're certainly in play depending on how your lineup kind of shakes out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're just fading like two or three bats here for Colorado. They're not yeah. the greatest team in the world against yeah. left-handed pitching. So I think if you wanted to take some shots on him, just hoping that maybe he gets five innings, like he threw yeah. five innings against Miami, um, the start before last and i think they wanted him to go like i said i think they wanted him to go a little bit deeper he lost a little bit of control after he hurt his um finger in that game so i'm i can i can kind of overlook that last game um like i said colorado bottom five offense against left-handed pitching this season 75 wrc plus 25 percent k's only four home runs this season so i mean you're just really kind of hoping you get around cj crone and chris bryant so i think strom's okay I, like that, I feel like I'm going to say that a lot today, um, no. but that's just where I'm at with these pitchers. Exactly. Um, any interest in the Rockies bats here? I don't. Um, I, you know, I could certainly see, um, you know, you mentioned CJ Crone, Chris Bryant. I mean, just as a one-off, I mean, I always like CJ Crone going against left-handed pitching. So certainly don't mind that. Other than that, I'm not looking to stack them up. Um, I think there's other ways to um, look at a lot of different, even if it's five games slate, I think there's a lot of other bats to go to. So CJ Crone or Chris Bryant as a one-off. Other side of this game, I mean, the Philly bats, um, I mean, Felter, he's had a decent strikeout rate this season. He's he's sitting around 23%, but he's still sitting at like a 17% walk rate as well. Um, really showing some reverse splits to start this season. So I think a guy like Trey Turner is super interesting in this spot. Um, I mean, he can get it done so many different ways. I think the Philly stack is playable here. This is one of yeah. the better ballparks that we have for hitting today. Um, what are your thoughts on Philadelphia? Yeah, I actually wrote them down as one of my favorite stacks too. You know, they've been playing well. Um, Kyle Schwarber, and um, he's expensive on DK, but he's still just 3.1K over on FanDuel. He's got to be one of the best value plays over there, just way too cheap. So Schwarber, Turner, um, you know, Bryson Stott has been playing well, I think. Um, if I looked at that right, he's had a hit in every game but one. I mean, he's mm -hmm. just, been, you know, getting some getting some points there, and he's still very, very cheap. Um, Brandon Marsh has been playing well. Um, you could throw Castellanos, throw Muto in there too. And I don't even mind Jake Cave if you need someone for value, if you, if you really need it. But, yeah, I, I definitely have interest in the Phillies as a stack. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, I, have, I definitely have some interest in Philadelphia. I can't wait for Bryce Harper to come back. He makes the stack just so much better. Um, and Bryson Stout is someone I've been talking about like every single day. Um, so I'm not I'm not getting off the hype train. He looks really good. Yes. Watched a lot of the Philly game um, on Wednesday. I almost called it morning, but I guess it's afternoon. All right, Dodgers and Cubs. Grove against Hyon in this one. This game has a 10 total, um, and the Cubs are a slight favorite at minus 110. There is some potential weather here that we're going to have to watch. Um, if this game plays, we're projected for 22 to 28 mile an hour winds blowing dead dead out to center field. Um, and we know that like how sensitive a ballpark Wrigley is when it comes to wind. So if Kevin Roth gives this game the okay as far as weather, wetness-wise, this is going to be a game that we're going to be loading up on. Um, with that said, do you have any interest in Michael Grove? <laughs> I know. I, I, no, I, I really don't because if, if it is, like you said, if this game plays and, and the wind and everything is like we think it's going to be, it's going to be a great – it's just going to be a great um, game to target bats. And there's a lot of great a lot of great plays up and down the lineup on um, – on both sides. So yeah, I don't, I really don't have a ton of interest really um, in either side, just because of the weather. I mean, Grove pitched really well against this team in LA the last time out. Um, I I've just honestly, even on a, on a small slate, I'm not taking any pitcher in Wrigley with 22 to 28 mile an hour winds. Like we're going to look at weather edge tomorrow and it's going to tell us like, plus 30% runs, plus 30% home runs. Like, and that might be on the low end if it's going to be that much wind. So, and if it's going to be wet, like drizzling and rainy, like I don't want to take pictures in that kind of situation, especially now that you can't put sticky stuff under your hat to help you grip the ball. (laughs) uh, Been there a couple of times, done that a couple of times. Jamison Tyon on the other side of this game, obviously name wise, one of the bigger names that we have, on the slates facing a tough Dodgers lineup. Um, again, it goes back to that conversation of like the wind, I think is going to matter too much for me to play tie on. Yep. Completely agree. And I was kind of looking at two Dodgers are our second in home runs as a team this year. So yeah, they they just have a lot of potential to, to hit some out with Freeman and Muncie and um, Altman and JD Martinez. Um, I don't know. Betts is he still out on fraternity leave? Um, I think he is, but yeah, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's just a lot of good guys in that lineup that, that are going to look really good in Wrigley tomorrow. 
Yeah, I mean, again, like if the if the wind wasn't such a huge factor here, I would take some shots on Tyon's talent. I would do. Yeah, but I, I, I just can't do it. Um, Bats-wise, on the Dodgers' side, I mean, this is a stack. If the wind is going to be this crazy and the weather is going to be okay, like I'm fully stacking the Dodgers and the Cubs. Um, like 20 to 25 mile an hour winds. Like I said, I think it's like 22 to 28 mile an hour winds. Like that's just too high not to have interest here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and, you know, you look at guys like Freeman and Muncy. I mean, they've both had a couple of home runs here. They've had multi-home run games here within the last couple of weeks. Outman has just been playing really, really great. Um, and he's improved in the batting order quite a bit too. Um, Martinez, like I said, and then on the Cubs side too, like, I mean, Bellinger has to be one of the, you know, top value plays. He's just 3.3 K on DraftKings. Um, absolutely love that play. Um, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom, Suzuki, Nico Horner. I mean, all those guys. So yeah, t- ton of interest in, in, in stacking up this game for sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, you mentioned the Cubs. I just, I think this is a great spot for the Cubs. Not only do they give you some power upside, I mean, they give you some stolen base upside as well. So I, I like both sides of this game. This is like one of those games that if Roth gives it, like I, I honestly, like part of me is like just X this game out and like postpone it. I know, <laughs> um, I know. And then the other half of me is like people will overthink this game and I can make four, four stacks of this game and be okay, you know? So, yeah. I, I mean... You know, you let yeah. other people make some mistakes sometimes, and exactly. if the wind is going to be that crazy, you just you let them make mistakes here. Yeah, and you brought and you brought up the Cubs too. Yeah, they're third in stolen bases. They have twenty two this year, so that's a really good point. Um, yeah, just just a lot of ways to get points here. All right, moving on. San Diego at Arizona, nine and a half total in this game. Padres a slight one twenty five favorite. Nelson and Waka facing off against each other. Uh, any interest here in Michael Waka? Um, I, I can see certainly throwing him, you know, in, in the, in the pool. I mean, I think he's okay. I mean, he has had a good outing. Um, I mean, he played really well against Atlanta, um, had a tough first outing against Colorado and his last outing against Milwaukee wasn't good, but again, the pitching is just really, really tough to come by on this slate. So, you know, I think you're just going to have to get, there's just going to be some uncomfortable plays for sure. So I could see playing him. Is he my favorite? No. Um, but I certainly think he's, I, I certainly think he's an option. I mean, my biggest concern with him in this game is Arizona is going to have the roof open in this game and he has been struggling with fly balls. Um, so, I mean, I definitely worry about like home runs here. I mean, we just Milwaukee hit a couple against him and he pitched really good against Atlanta. Um, he pitched really good. Like there was like his, his advanced stats backed it up. Like he pitched really good in that game. So um, he was actually, if anything, a little unlucky against Milwaukee. Uh, but I mean, when you're getting hit like that and you have a 500 Babbitt, like you're probably, just, you probably just got hit really hard. Um, so yeah. luck or unluck talent wise, I can see taking a, a couple shots on him here. Um, I mean, goes back to that first game right like the hitting conditions in this game are so much better than that pittsburgh game so like Mm -hmm. that's why Contreras and weaver are going to get some ownership today yep because you can go all the way down um in this spot so uh the other side of this game we got ryan nelson um any interest in him in this spot um 
again, I think, yeah, I, I think he's okay. Um, I do have interest. I, I do like the San Diego side, you know, stacking them up on the other side too. So I have a lot of interest in the bats. And I think, you know, like we mentioned earlier to being just at minimum price is going to be really popular, but I have interest in Soto and, and Machado and Cronenworth and some of those guys. So probably more interested in the San Diego stack, but I also think, I, I think Nelson's an okay play too, as a pitcher. Um, he, he's done okay. And if he can get you enough points, I know in the last outing, he had 16 and a half uh, fantasy points. He's pitched six innings, the last two outings, um, been pitching right around 90, 96 pitches. So yeah, I, I think you can make a case for both sides for sure. Yeah. I mean, so the advanced numbers show a little regression, even to what he's doing this season so far. Um, so I, I mean, 7,800, I think is a fair price tag. He could potentially be like the ultimate leverage play. Cause I think Tatis is going to be 70% owned. Um, so, exactly. and like, I mean, you could, you could definitely take some shots on Nelson, but the advanced numbers are telling me I shouldn't take shots on him. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're pointing out like the advanced numbers are suggesting like we're going to see some negative regression on like his ground ball rate and see more fly balls and potentially more home runs. I mean, this is a guy that in double A was struggling with like home runs and you're facing a team like the Padres getting a ballpark upgrade, roof open in Arizona. One of the best hitting conditions that we're going to have on the entire slate. I mean, it's going to be 83 degrees in Arizona with the roof open here. So, I mean, Outside of Wrigley, <laughs> this is definitely um, great hitting conditions today. I mean, it, good hitting conditions in Pittsburgh, but the ballpark's not as good. Exactly. Uh, Padres, I mean, Tatis is minimum salary. We don't have to spend a lot of time there. He was crushing the ball in his rehab. Uh, are they rehab starts? I wouldn't even call them rehab starts. Like, whatever they were, um, suspension starts in, in the minors. He was crushing the ball. He was. should, I mean, he should just come into this lineup. He should hit. I would just I would assume he hits towards the top of the order. Um he I think that I read is, is he going lead off? Are they gonna have him bat lead off? Did I see that or I don't I didn't see if they had mentioned it yet, but um oh they did. He anticipates having Bob Mellon said he anticipates having him hit in the leadoff spot. So <laughs> there you go. Two K for on the road, on the road two K <laughs> against a pitcher. Yeah. It has some regression coming. Um, yeah, Tatis is going to be very popular. Um, the only like the only good thing here is Tatis is shortstop eligible, so is Bogarts. Exactly. So, like, if you're if you're wanting to stack San Diego and just make your lineup very different, you could easily just play Bogarts over um, Tatis. Tatis is probably the better play. <laughs> so yeah, it's it tough. Is. He's definitely the better play if you consider like he's $3,000 cheaper, but uh, just one potential way to make your San Diego stacks different. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts when it comes to the Padres? Yeah, I, I do. I like them. I, I do have a lot of interest. And like you said, with Tatis being minimum price makes it work. I, I, I like him. I really like Juan Soto a lot. Um, Machado. And then I, I really like Jake Cronenworth and he's really cheap. He's a good value piece too. We just saw him hit two home runs here um, just a few days ago. So those are the four that I'm probably looking to build around. Um, like you said, you can't play Bogart, Santatis. Um, but yeah, those are the four that I probably have the most interest in, in my San Diego stacks. Arizona um, against Walker. Like I said, Walker is a guy that 
you know, can struggle with home runs from time to time. Arizona is a team that they can hit home runs, but they also get on and they steal some bases. So I don't mind Arizona as like a secondary. I think the more I think about this slate, the more I'm going to build like four, four type of builds anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think like this could be like a secondary, but really like a four, four type of stack lineup. I like that. And I do too. I, I think Arizona is a great secondary stack. I mean, you know, like you said they have stolen base upside. They have 18 stolen bases on the year. Um, Marte, Corbin Carroll has been playing really, really well. Um, Rojas, Walker, um, and Pavin Smith, if he's in the lineup. I know he had a grand slam the other night. So, yeah, there's and there's some cheap pieces in there that really make that stack work too. So I, I think they're a really good secondary stack. All right, we finished it out with the Mets and the Giants. Singa against um, Sean Manaya. Eight and a half total, lowest total that we have on the slate. Mets, uh, one twenty-six favorites. Um, all right, let's talk about Cody, 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 Kodai, Singa. Um, I mean, very, very popular last start against Oakland and kind of busted in that spot. What are your thoughts about him in this spot against San Francisco? You know, it, I mean, he's so expensive, you know, 11K plus on FanDuel, 10.3 on, on DraftKings. So he, he's definitely expensive. Um, you know, there's definitely enough value to make it work. And because the pitching slate is so tough, I think he is going to be popular just because there's just not a lot to go with, not a lot to work with. Um, and I think he's fine. Um, again, San Francisco, um, you know, Giants strike out a lot too. So I think um, there's definitely some opportunity there. So yeah, I definitely have interest in him just because of the way the slate is normally. I mean, I probably look at him being way overpriced, but um, I think because of the nature of the slate, um, definitely have interest. Yeah. Someone that like his home run to fly ball ratio might actually come down a little bit from everything that we've read about him. Um I mean, a really interesting play here. The strikeout stuff is, you know, kind of what we're looking for in general. Um, I mean, when you have a small slate like this, a guy that can have a 30% K rate, um, everything I've read kind of projects him to finish around like a 23 to 26% K rate guy. Um, He's not like expected to be like this elite arm, but he is a top 50 prospect in baseball. Mm -hmm. Um I, prospect or rookie like what do you want to call him um it's really tough to say like a 30 year old guy is a prospect yeah, in my opinion <laughs> so, I know. yeah so i mean he has a really above average splitter um he's gonna generate strikes and swing and misses with the splitter he also throws like a fastball cutter like mix um so and he has a good fastball he's gonna strike guys out like there's no doubt about it he's gonna strike some guys out and on a slate with limiting pitching yeah, I mean, I'm going back to the well on him for sure. Mm-hmm. Sean Manaya, 9,900 for Sean <laughs> Manaya. Um, I will say, like, I do like left-handed pitching against the Mets. They're much better against right-handed pitching. But what the heck is this price tag? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. like, listen, this is a team that's very beatable uh, by left-handed pitching. They only have two or three guys with big power numbers against lefties and we could see Sean Manaya go out and have a really solid game. It's going to be somewhat tough to play him and Singa together at these price points. But I mean, I definitely don't hate the idea of playing them against each other. You know, Sean Manaya is a 23.5% K rate guy, really struggles with right handed power, and they're going to leave some lefties in there for him. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, 
<laughs> that's exactly how I feel too. And I, I know I was, I was anxious to talk to you about it too, because that's, I'm kind of having the same struggle. Like you said, um, there are a lot of left-handed bats in that lineup. I mean, I was, you know, you've got Lindor, Nimmo, um, Marte, or not, excuse me, not Marte, McNeil. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think you could play both and there's certainly enough value to do that. Um, yeah, I, I could see him doing fine. I mean, he also does struggle at times. Um, but again, because of the slate that we're dealt with, I think he's definitely in play. Yeah. Let's talk bats here. I mean, this is where it kind of gets stuff like when Manaya does struggle is with right-handed power. Um, Marte is banged up right now for the Mets. Yeah. We'll see um, if he's back or not. It was like neck stiffness. And I mean, that happened yesterday or Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever you listen to this podcast, like Alonzo is a top, top end option. I mean, the ballpark's not great, but like the polar bear can hit it out of anywhere. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, it kind of gets murky. I mean, you got fam who's kind of cheap that you could potentially take some shots on here, but, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to attack Manaya if I'm doing it it's with right-handed power. Yeah, exactly. You know, for me, um, it, it would probably be a one-off with Pete Alonso, honestly, um, just because, you know, he, he, he's just great no matter what, and he gets the left-handed Manaya. But yeah, um, not, not a ton of interest, really, on the Mets. Um, I just think there's a lot of other good stacks that we talked about previously. So more a one-off for me, too. Um, Giants bats. I mean, they're the ultimate hedge stack today. Yeah. I mean, like if you just wanted to just blindly stack them with some lefties here and hope that like Singa just struggles. Um, I mean, game theory wise and like thinking about like ownership and stuff like they're the ultimate like contrarian stack today. Yeah, they really are on a small game slate. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, because no one's going to play them, that's for sure. So very, very contrarian um, upside play in that in that regard. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way that I think I'd play them. I and mean, I'm, like, going to try to play some one-offs here. Um, like, Jock Peterson, one of their power lefties, um, dealing with a wrist on the IL. So, like, you're not even getting, like, one of the better power hitters in this lineup. So Conforto's banged up. Like, it goes back to why we like Senga so much mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. than anything else. But I think if like, if you just approach it from like a game theory perspective and say, Hey, you know, this might be one of those spots that they're very low owns. And if it works out, it's huge. Like it, it's just, you're gaining so much on the field if it works out. Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. And then we will get out of here. <sighs> DraftKings under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Um, I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Contreras. I'm going to go with Weaver. I mean, that's, I think those are the two guys. Um, I want to, I really hope we get some kind of news on like Strom's pitch count. I think those are the three guys that I'm going to play with some, with some like Manaya and Singa, and I don't feel good about it. I know. Um, over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus today my bus today um i am going to go with uh if the game plays i'm gonna go with tie on yeah yeah um well if it doesn't play it's gonna score under 15 so win-win 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Waka. Yeah, it's between those two for me. Yeah, it's a good good one. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? Um, over 4K, I am going to say. Um, I'm gonna go Ian Happ. All right, I'm gonna stay in that same game. I'm gonna go Max Muncy. Um, definitely his bump in power is nice to see this season. Under 4K to get two hits, it cannot be Tatis. Yeah, no, it can't be Tatis. I mean, I, I'm going Cody Bellinger. I mean, I just like he is way too cheap, and I just think that's just a great play. And he's going against his old team in a great game. So, like it. I'm gonna go Bryson Stott. This guy just keeps hitting. I mean, yep. multiple hits now in three of his last four. Um, mm-hmm. I think I read something that he has over he has double digit multi hit games already this season. Like the, he just keeps hitting. So. Yep. Again, this is one of the better ballparks that we're going to have for bats today. Um, so definitely have some interest in Stout. Absolutely. Um, stack to score six or more runs. Um, I am going to say, um, I mean, of course, we like the Dodger the Dodgers game there too. But I, um, I'm actually going to go Philly. Um, I, I like that stack and I think they put up some runs. All right, took mine. I like that. Um, I was going to say the same thing. So, um, I guess I'll go. I'll go off the board a little bit. I'll say Arizona against Waka because uh, I don't want to take any of the Cubs. I mean, if that's that fine. game plays, it's going to score six or more. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's it. Fast, easy, five yeah. games in the books. Yeah. Christy, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, very interesting slate, like you said. Um, great breaking it down with you, and uh, good to see you as always. Thanks, Stevie. Thanks for joining. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button. We're at 445. I appreciate every one of you. We started the baseball season right under 200. So everyone hopping on and hitting the subscribe button for us. Keep helping us out. Let's get over 1,000 before the end of the year and um, keep growing the channel. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for hanging out, everyone that's in YouTube. And we'll be back tomorrow. Have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you again on Friday.